Hey there traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading and only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. That announcement came out. My account would swing $25,000 in either direction within oh minutes. And I, again, this to me was just normal at that time. What am I doing, right? What, you know, obviously I had too much on. I didn't know at that time. I yeah. was just raw like everybody else, just learning and going along. And I think there's so many traders out there right now that are having the same type of thing. They just don't understand. This is the How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. Today's episode is produced in partnership with FinClub.ai. Trade with confidence and take the guesswork out of trading with FinClub's artificial intelligence platform. Now you can get access to the best AI trading platform on the market for as little as $19 per month. That's almost the price of Netflix. So head on over to finclub.ai to start your two-week free trial right now. Remember, that's at finclub.ai. Hey, make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you'll be notified every time we give you more tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter every single week. Hey there, traders. Welcome back to today's How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast. I have a special guest online, Mike Pisani. He is the CEO of SmartOptionTrading.com. Mike, I'm really excited to have you on today. There's there's uh, some camaraderie you and I have about our, our history and learning to trade, and I'm, I'm really excited to share that with the audience out there. So, Mike, I'm going to hand you over a hot mic, and you can uh, tell us about, about yourself and, and your company and what you do. Christopher, first of all, thanks for having me on. Uh, end of August here, last Friday, it's been a heck of a year in terms of how everything's kind of gone up and down. So what do I do? Let's see. Uh, I run a little company called SmartOptionTrading.com and a little chat room. And what we do there is we focus on trading either swing or day trading names that have momentum. And in a market like this, favorite type of market where the markets kind of aren't doing a lot, but you have individual names that are outperforming. And that's what we do every day is we focus on that. And I'll, I'll go more to that later on with you. My beginning started back just after the financial crisis. I took, uh, it was just at the end of uh, 2008, 2009, took the first interest in stocks and started buying some stuff because I'd saved up some money for my sales job. I bought names like Starbucks and uh, GE and Ford and even some of the leveraged ETNs, which I had no idea what I was trading at the time. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, these go up three for one? This sounds just awesome. I know what you mean. <laughs> And, uh, you know, did really good with all of these. The only one I think that didn't work was uh, GM went out of, you know, I lost, that was 100% loss as they decided to take the government bailout and delisted. But everything else worked out really well for me. And so I started doing that. I started doing more and more investing and swing trading. And eventually that kind of led me over to options. And everybody's like, well, options are leverage. I'm like, ooh, I like leverage. Leverage sounds great. And boy, options leverage was was fabulous at first. You know, we mm -hmm. first went in there, we started doing that and found out that, oh my God, I can make a ton of money with like no risk. Once I figured out that you didn't have to have the huge size, you would have in a stock, 
and it was working fabulously for a, for a long period of time until I, the market changed gears and I didn't understand. And so uh, I think like a lot of us, or sorry, I learned my lessons through a lot of hard, hard knocks. Uh, you know, and that's I kind of wonder right now as we, we go through this period, we have so many new investors in the market, this whole Robin Hood era, right, that's come in. And so many people, they don't understand that markets don't just go up forever. Mm-hmm. You know, and the first downtrend, I'm wondering how bad it's going to be because they're going to get, they're going to be caught. And uh, so it's kind of interesting there. So what I do at my company is it's it's kind of every morning we get up and in the morning I get up, I'm up by five o'clock in the morning. And, you know, for me, day trading and trading in the market starts with prep. You have to know what's going on. It's about what the upgrades or downgrades, what's the news overnight, where's money flowing pre-market. And a lot of people don't realize that, but, you know, you'll look and you'll see names that start moving early around four o'clock. That's usually a precursor that something's going on there because the funds can buy at four o'clock. Most retail can't buy until seven o'clock. So if they, you know, they're going into something already, there's a reason there's some buying there. And then I do a video every morning about 7.30 and we talk about what I think of the markets for the day for my members and what I'm focused on. And I'll focus on anything intraday. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly have options flow up and news, but we do that video, the room comes up and then we focus. We focus on names that have volume. So like yesterday, for example, you know, Boeing had pre-market volume, was out of the gate. We took that long, had a nice trade there. Then we start watching for where the volume sets up on the day. Microsoft had the big volume. There was option buying all over that. Walmart had huge option buying in next week's calls in the 133s, and the stock wasn't moving. And then all of a sudden, the news hits that, oh, yeah, they're, they're trying to buy TikTok. And that thing off to the races. And, you know, that thing went from, what, 132? I think it went up almost 138 yesterday and 141 pre-market here, new all-time highs on that name. And so what we do, if we focus on news, we focus on names that have volume and options flow, and they all come together. They're just this fabulous combination that puts together a great, just a great trading idea, right? It's a higher percentage win chance on it. And trust me, not everything works. You know, everything doesn't always work. And then at the end of the day, I'll do a video recapping it. So for people who aren't in the room, they know what place and what still looks good for that next day going forward. And then I'm always looking at charts, you know, from a technical analysis, charts tell you a lot. A lot of time a chart will tell you where you should be taking profits, where resistance is at, where support's at, or name that's getting tight. You know, sometimes you look at how tight a name's getting, saying this thing's getting ready to move. Like Roku had been watching for a couple days, you know, for a couple weeks because of that tight setup. And then all of a sudden it exploded on what? On Tuesday on that upgrade. And it had this fabulous, I'm sorry, Wednesday on that upgrade and had this fabulous day on it. And it's just a matter of watching that and using the charts to tell you where to go. And, and that's what it's about. And it's learning when to take your risk down and when to not. And I'm always preaching, put money in your pocket. You know, cut your losses off small quickly. Don't let your yeah. losses get away from you. Absolutely. You know, what you're describing, I mean, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I really failed in the first several years of trading, like hard. I blew up my account twice. And I love telling that story because like, for the audience out there, like, I get it. <laughs> I know what you're going through. <laughs> I know why you've tuned in, right? Um, but I I was taught by people who didn't look at charts, who didn't believe at charts or believe charts at all, like they were unnecessary to them. And then the more that I started doing the podcast and talking to other people, I started incorporating that more into my routine. And uh, Steve Burns, do you, do you know Steve Burns? I know yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, he taught me about, uh, you know, trend lines and uh, indicators and crossovers and things like that. And like my whole world shifted, right? Instead of just being like blind 
selling a call, blind selling a put, believing in the the options delta with no other recourse, right? The the option delta is is the probability of profit on that, right? And then like just losing time after time after time. And it's like, there has to be a better way to do this, right? So for me, that's that's really what it boils down to is I'm I'm combining uh selling premium and I'm working with the trend and uh it just makes life so much easier when you're not just blind to what the price is really doing. You know, uh, so for me, um, when I first started trading options, I started making money hand over fist right away. And I didn't quite understand what was going on. One of my first trades was on Zenga. That was when Farmville was oh, yeah. aging, right? You know, and, you know, I made like $3,000 on, a, you know, on like no risk. I doubled the calls, doubled in price. I was like, wow, this is easy. This yep. is easy money. And then the next trade I did, um, one of the big ones was on Northrop Grumman and Knock. And I had no idea what I was doing at the time. So I'm like, oh, if I buy $10,000 to store the stock, let me buy $10,000 worth of options. At least. You know, so I watched it and uh, they had earnings. And I had no idea what earnings was back at that point or what, how, how options work with it. And the next thing I know, they doubled, right, in price because they were on earnings. And the next day, and then an hour after they opened, they were, not, they were down. They were, they were almost worth zero. And by the end of the day, they had real doubled. And I... I'm like, wow, this is easy, but what do I do? And I started learning, oh, these are leveraged. So if I have one option, it's equal to owning 100 shares. So I got out and I got lucky with that, but I didn't, that was my first indication that I need to really start paying attention to what's going on here and different things. Got really lucky on that trade, uh, to be honest with you, at the end of the day. And then I just became this swing trader. I kept having, I would have, I would have sometimes have 10, 15 positions on at once and options, and it was just too much. And it was, you know, mostly out in time. And I remember it was a couple times on Fed days. I would my account would, you know, it was trading at that point at about a hundred thousand dollar account. And you know, when the Fed announcement came out, my account would swing twenty five thousand dollars in either direction within oh minutes. My gosh. And I again, this to me was just normal at that time. What am I doing, right? What you know, obviously I had too much on. I didn't know at that time. I yeah. was just raw, like everybody else, just learning and going along. And I think there's so many traders out there right now that are having the same type of thing. They just don't understand. And so, uh, but it was working and I was making money hand over fist and my account went up to over 300 in the first, in that year in 2014 and then came 2015 into 16. And I kept trying to do what it was doing then and quickly figured out that there's times to swing options and there's times to not. And I gave almost every penny I had made back. What? Uh, yep. Yeah, almost all of it. So I didn't blow my account out, but I came, <laughs> basically gave back a couple hundred thousand dollars my first time learning how to trade. And that's when the lights started to finally go on for me that uh, I didn't know as much as I thought I knew. So so what happened there, right? Because I remember 2015, 2016, that was the like relentless bull market, right? Where it was just like up every day. Is that what I'm thinking? Oh, no, I'm thinking, no, that was uh, the sideways. We got to that chop zone, right? Okay. We went okay, sideways right. for long periods of time. Uh, chop shoes options to shreds, right? They are they are a decaying asset. Yeah. So if you're in directional options, and that was an almost always in calls, you know they're going sideways, and you know up one day, down the next day, up one down the next day, but they're just decaying, and it's just chewing the option up. And it took me a long time to realize that that just didn't work. Mm. And that you know that wasn't the time to sit when you have a market like that. You don't want to sit in options. And yeah, that was an eye opener. Yeah, for sure. So were you were you buying out of the money calls in that case? Or were you buying the, the any money calls? At that point in time, I was trading out of the money, but usually pretty close to the money. Okay. And that's been something else I've changed is when I do options now, I tend to go further out, lower my premium risk because if I'm wrong, I also can sit in it. The problem is the closer to the money you are, 
the faster that option moves and the more you're going to pay for it. Right. So by going out in time a little bit, if you think you're going to get a big move, you don't need to be close to the money, right? If you you know if you think Tesla's going to move 100 bucks today, you can be 300 two to 300 bucks out of the money on Tesla right now and still make really good money on an option. Oh, I see. Okay. Right? By re- and reduce your risk instead of paying like I think some of the yeah money calls right now on Tesla are like 50 bucks or 40 bucks. I mean, even today's expirations are through the roof. You know, you can get these down to a couple of buck or two, and then they can go up a buck or two bucks, and they can double in price, and you can make money on them if you want to trade them. I don't tend to trade Tesla. I'm, I'm not good with Tesla. It's just not one of my good names. So that name always gets me. But the point is, is that people who take at-the-money options, you have a lot of risk. And I mean, like Tesla, which is moving 20 bucks in five minutes right now, well, if you're at the money, that option, if it goes against you, you're in a world of hurt before you even knew it hit you. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a lot, you know, something I would tell a lot of people is go out of the money on these names. Don't go so close to the money, when the, especially when the implied volatility is jacked up. Yeah. Man, I love this because like the way that you trade is opposite the way I trade, but we still both make money, right? Yeah. And that, I love that about trading is that it doesn't matter if you're buying out of the money calls or if you're selling out of the money puts, they're both bullish, right? Uh, they're very different trades in their makeup. Um, but the the way that that we both are essentially taking the same posture in the bullish trade, um, but have two completely different styles of trading to get to the same result, I think is really interesting. And you know, I hope the audience takes note of that out there is that there is no one right way to trade, right? If you have a bullish assumption, there's 10 different ways, I guess, in this case, that you could do that. I, I didn't trade a single option yesterday. I did like seven trades all with stock. Just yeah. grabbing shares and trading quickly in and out of it. I mean, there's so many different ways to trade. It's trade based upon your comfort level, based upon yourself. What you want to find is somebody who you like, who you believe what they say, who gives you great ideas, and who is very good at saying, okay, this is where you're going to hit resistance, or this is where we could have some problems, or this is what's in play. And then trade based upon your own. You could trade like they do. That's fine, mm-hmm. but when you make a trade your own, it's your own, and you own it. You know, and that's the one thing I would tell everybody: make the trade your own. It's your yeah. trade, not somebody else's trade. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, how big of a trade size do you take, like percentage-wise? Uh, I, I take so uh, I've been trading a lot of um, when I'm trading options. I typically never do more than three to five percent of my my account on one single trade. Yeah, uh, because that's just ask because they're again they're a decaying asset. When I'm day trading stock, I go on day trading power. Uh, I was I was trading uh, way up on day trading power on Apple for a while. I used to uh, and uh, in Boeing and uh, Microsoft and even Nvidia. So if I'm doing a quick trade, a scalp trade where I'm looking to get in and out, make four, five, six hundred bucks, whatever it is, and get out, I'll take up to a thousand shares on a name if I can hold it. Now Apple's gotten to the point I don't keep my day trading account that big that I can't do a thousand. I'm doing five hundred now. Point yeah. blank. Uh, until it splits on Monday, in which case I'll go back to a thousand on that at that point. Right. <laughs> but um, you know, I'll take risk. But on a on an options trade, never more than three to five percent. On a, on a name like DraftKings, which I'm, when I've, I've traded very well this year, I think it's been so good to me. I'm not afraid to sit and hold it. I'll grab a thousand shares and keep my I keep my day trading account around a hundred thousand dollars these days. And if I'm willing to hold it, then I'm not afraid of it. The mm-hmm. problem is, is when you take day trading power, you can't get stuck in something. You don't want to be sitting on margin and you know, the one thing I encourage everybody, everybody thinks margin's great. Margin's dangerous. Oh, yeah. You know, Just margin, like you're, yeah. yeah. Well, you're paying interest. And when the market goes against you, all of a sudden you get a margin call. 
your first time you get a margin call, people get that they're not going to be happy. I almost never short stock. If I'm going to short something, it's always with options, just because whenever you're on margin, uh, you're on, you're on uh, shorting, you're on pure margin. Yeah. And that is the recipe for disaster if you get caught. I have had two margin calls, and both of them, both of them came when I was selling call spreads, and I got assigned on the short calls, which means that not only did I get margin call, but I also had to pay for the dividend for that person. And I'm like, damn it, this did not work out like I had planned. <laughs> you, you know, it's funny. Everybody thinks that uh, if they do a spread, a call spread or a put spread, that they're safe. And the, the truth is, is you're not. Um, my, my best story was Buffalo Wild Wings. I had a bull call spread on it. So, you know, I had the short put out in front and I had the protective put behind it. And I you know, came into the account over the weekend. Uh, I'm looking at my account. I'm like, something doesn't look right, but still couldn't figure it out. And kept trading until I realized I had a thousand shares of Buffalo Wild Wings in my account because I had been early assigned because whoever owned them decided that they don't want it anymore. Yeah. I'm like, well, what happened to my protective put? I'm like, not, not our problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's still there, but it ain't doing its job anymore. <laughs> it ain't doing its job. So, yeah, if, if your put, if your short pull or put ever gets in the money on a spread, you can be early assigned. And people people don't realize that. It's not yeah. on you at that point. It's on whoever owns it. Right. And, you know, going back to the the new investors, right, the the Robinhood trend, is, as people are calling it, you know, I think it's exciting that Robinhood has gone, first off, from zero to 10 million in just a couple of years, and then 10 million to 13 million within a few months based on, uh, you know, twenty the way 2020 has gone, right? Yeah. And then you've got all these people who have never traded before, who are going on Reddit or wherever to the Wall Street bets, and they're like, oh, cool, I can buy a million out of the money calls in Kodak, right? Or something <laughs> like that. Kodak just went up from like five to 50. It's got to go from 50 to 100. It has to, right? Or, or I mean, Tesla, right? That Tesla only goes up until yes. the day that it, it will go down, and it will probably go down pretty fast, uh, kind of like Bitcoin, right? Um, I mean, I love Tesla. I, I would love to get me a Tesla, right? But I'm not willing to pay this for a, a piece of the shares right now. It just doesn't make sense to me. So, so Mike, thinking about it, right? You've got all these new investors in the market. They got a lot of hot money. They're they're ready to get going. What would you say is like your best piece of advice to them, right? They're coming in the market. They got money to to blow. You know, Donald Trump wrote them all a $2,000 stimulus check or whatever. They're like, this is free money. I'm going to take this $2,000. I'm going to quit my job. And um, I'm going to turn this into $200,000 by, what time is it? You know, by the end of, by the, end of the month. I, I get those messages all the time. I get people asking me, can, can you teach me? Can I turn $2,000 into $25,000 in six months? And my answer is, could you? Are you likely to? No, you're likely to lose it all because you're going to take me so much risk to do it that one thing goes against you and it's going to be game over. Uh, if, if you've never traded before, you're coming in this market right now and you have a couple thousand, you're really an investor. And I think that's what most people don't realize. You have a couple thousand dollars. You're really an investor. You're not you're not a trader. Yes, you can day trade on things like uh, Robin Hood with that. But I mean, chances are at some point you're going to get yourself in trouble and get wiped out. You know, learn, take courses. I teach some courses. A lot of people out there teach courses. Buy some books, do reading, start learning what to do. If you're going to trade, trade very small and trade, most importantly, names that are cheaper. 
you know, if you have $2,000, you should never be trading a Tesla. You should never be trading an Amazon wait, 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 or wait, wait, Shopify. Wait, wait, wait. wait a minute. My broker gave me margin, so I can buy two shares of Tesla with my $2,000. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be twenty thousand dollars by the end of the day, Mike. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, twenty or zero, one or the other. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, those are the names that you need to just you need to say I can't trade these because they're just they're good. They're too wild. And when you look at names, you know, all these names that we're running, we're in this incredible bull market right now. And you know, the, this comeback in this market has been nothing nothing short of spectacular. And it's right now. It's while well, it's getting frothy up here, and you know, I used the word yesterday, frothy. It's really showing no signs of letting up yet. And you know, for the election cycle, the president forget politics. He bases a lot what he does upon the market, so he's going to do everything to make sure he keeps the market as pumped up as possible. So, in my opinion, you you try to deploy into a pullback here. If you can get a little three or five percent pullback sometime in the next month. You deploy into that heavily, and then you take it to the election. Then we see where we go from there, depending upon who wins and, and how things plays out. Uh, but if you're new, you got to learn, and you know, find somebody you can learn behind. Find somebody that can teach you, that can talk you through things. If you only have a couple grand, you might be part pattern to the day trading pattern as well. You can't get in and out on a daily basis. You know, look at stocks right now. So many times we see a one day move, and that's it. If you were, you know, Roku gave a fabulous move on Wednesday, and then it. You know, you couldn't, you couldn't even get out. We were closed out on uh, on yesterday. Netflix up sixty bucks. When does Netflix? Oh up man, sixty bucks, dude! I was trying to get in that move. It was like I was right at four ninety, and I'm like, "Come on, get in, get in, get in!" I just, I was unable to get in. And by the time I look back at it, it was five oh five, and I'm like, "Wait, what?" I was looking at four ninety like ten minutes ago, and then it was five twenty three, and I'm like, "What just happened?" <laughs> you know, I'll admit I missed it. I, I was focused on. I think I was trading CRM and Roku. And I saw Netflix going, but there was no news or anything that I had seen. So I'm like, I don't know. I'm busy here. I'm making money. I'm ignoring this. And mm. every time I looked over, it's like 10 bucks higher. I'm like, what's going on? Then I'm like, it's up 50 bucks. And then it's up. So I'm like, what is going on here today? Yeah. And it was just one of those incredible moves. And I think that's what you're seeing right now, too, is these new traders also pile in. There's this pile in effect that's going on in the market. So when a name starts to go, everybody just piles into it over and over again. And uh, Again, that works great until you get a pull. I remember yesterday, Tesla was uh, in the middle of the day, got this hundred and almost $150 pull in, in, in 20 minutes. And it was just nuts. When the market came in during lunch yesterday, you know, it took out, you know how many people got nailed on that who had just bought into the highs on that thing? Because everybody, it's going to 2300 Well, no, it didn't quite, didn't quite get there. <laughs> you know, I, I did really well in gold. And I was talking to somebody on the podcast about it because, you know, on... I don't know how much social media you do. I actually try to avoid a lot of it, um, but I happened to be on right around the time gold kind of peaked and then came back down. And I did really well in gold. I got in right as it crossed over the 20 day EMA and I got out um, on its second down day because it crossed below its five day EMA. And uh, I saw so many people on Twitter talking about how, oh, you're going to see so many fake gurus talking about how they caught the top in gold and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, look, if you just watch the chart, if you just follow it and you like set your your exits, it's not actually all that hard to catch the top, right? I mean, yeah. you can see it happen and then you just get out. So, you know, it, then you got all these other people who are getting in at the top, like Tesla, like gold and things like that. And then they're looking around like, what just happened? You know, I, I, somebody promised me stocks always go up. That's what Robin Hood said. <laughs> you know, it's, it, but you know, there's a rule, a little rule, simple rule of thumb. You know, you look for three-day moves. 
if you get three day moves, you should be you should be mostly out of your position by the end of day three. You should not be initiating into a, a into the third day of a move on something up because chances are it's due for a rest. Uh, mm. Facebook this week gave this beautiful move, two day move, this massive move to new all time highs. And then yesterday, you know, everybody's like, I'm like, don't initiate. I wouldn't be buying it up here today. I would let it needs a rest. Let it go. And, you know, everybody kind of thinks things are going to go forever. And your point on gold, gold had this downtrend. It broke out and it had this incredible what, five day, six day rally, whatever it was mm -hmm. to new all time highs. And I'll be the first to admit I missed out on it because I don't trade gold very often. And when I do, I usually don't trade it well. <laughs> Look, man, I lost a hell of a lot of money on gold the first time I traded it. So this is just making up a little bit back. <laughs> so, you know, I know I don't trade it well. So I generally don't trade it because to me, gold is more of a hold. You have to people know it. It's a it's also a very gappy instrument. It tends to move a lot overnight. And, you know, you have to be in it overnight. It doesn't yeah. tend to move much during the day. And this market, I'm, I'm more inclined to just come in every day other than my long term investments, which I don't worry about on a daily basis. Right. You know. But from an overnight, so I'm not keeping a lot of risk overnight because I think this market is frothy and, you know, but it's, it is what it is. It doesn't want to pull back. And I think, you know, you look at the S&P 500, I like the eight day moving average. We've been above the eight day moving average now since July 29th. Yeah. I mean, that's closed above it every day. That's an incredible, powerful trend. Yeah. And, you know, everybody keeps saying, I want a short hedge. Hedge maybe. <laughs> I mean, I don't have short. I'm not a great short. I'll be the first to tell you when I short, I usually go long by using um, like the SQQQ or SPXS, oh, sure, sure, sure. something like that, because my mentality is long minded. And a piece of advice for all people out there. If you don't have a good if you're a nervous short. Hi, nervous short. Mike Pisani, smartoptiontrading.com. Get scared every time it starts to bounce that it's going to go back up all the way and kill me. <laughs> Try reverse. Take things like the, the you know, reverse ETNs or the bearish ETNs. Or the VXX play the VIX when the market sell, uh, sells off because those will appeal more to your mentality. You know, this is one of the reasons why I lost a ton of money in gold uh, a few years ago. That was that was the second time I blew out my account, and it was because uh, gold was going down, and I was having that same thought. Right, it has to be the bottom or it has to be the top kind of deal. So I was like, I I know what I'm doing here. I'm going to pick the bottom. And I just held that sucker while well, gold dropped like $200 after that point. And I just held it and held it and held it. And that's why I say, you know what, if you if you want to call the top, go for it. But be ready to either A, get out very quickly or B, be prepared for a lot of hurt because yeah. like no reason to fight a trend. If you're fighting a trend, you're on the wrong side. There's zero reason to hold it when you're fighting a trend. But the, what's that old statement? Markets can be irrational much longer than you can remain solvent. That's right. <laughs> and especially a market that has a very strong will behind it and outside forces that some people would claim would be government intervention and things like that. So I don't go down the conspiracy route that way, but who knows, there could be something else going on out there that's that's helping prop up the market. But no, I'm very active. Um, you asked about social media. I'm very active on Twitter. Uh, so my Twitter account, very popular, very active. But uh, every Sunday, I take about two hours and I post charts for free, mm -hmm. not just to my members. I post them for free for everybody. And just as you know, I go through, I go through you know, a couple, you know, hundreds of charts and, and post the ones I think are most in play. Or some I post all the time. Like you know, you're always going to post a chart on Apple because everybody wants to know what's going on with Apple. So what are your thoughts on Apple and stuff like that? So I do that, and I do that for free. I don't. That's not. You no, know, that's nobody has to pay for that. It's on my public Twitter feed. People can come along and follow along if they'd like to there. Very cool. Um, That's options, Mike, right? Yep. Options, Mike. Remember, I like that one. Yep. 
Um, so uh, I do that all the time. I post some videos there that I do sometimes for free as well going along. But, you know, the other thing is, you know, look for reversal patterns. You know, we always look for trend changes. Usually they come with some type of hammer candle or reversal, uh, you know, either a hammer down or a hammer candle up, you know, looking for a bottom. And that's where you want to try to take swings. And you and I talked about this a little while ago before we came on, but, you know, I never, I almost never let options expire worthless. If a trade is not working, get out. You know, 50% is usually about the max loss I take. If I'm in short-term options, probably even less than that because, you know, the chances, at least when you have, if you're out 45 days and you're down 40% and the and the, your thesis is the same, the chart still looks good, it's just struggling, you still have a good chance of getting back to, you know, making money on it. If you're down 50% on a weekly option and it's a Wednesday, the chances of you coming back and making money on that are slim without having a miracle happen. Right. Now, the difference being names like, Tesla and Apple, you know, you look at how much these names can move. Well, if they can move that much, they can easily come back and still make it make it work for you. But most of the time, not so. So typically, you know, if something's not working, if I'm in a day trade and I'm in a weekly option and it's not working quickly, I'll pull the plug. I'll be the first to admit it. I'll, I'll, I'll yank the plug down 20, 30 cents and say I'm done. Next trade. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I, uh, I tell you what, everything changed when I figured out that uh, I don't have to hold my losses to zero, right? Yeah. I uh, I am in full, what is it? I can't remember where I heard it. It may have been Jesse Livermore, something along those lines, but it was like, I, I have no idea how much I'll win in a trade, but I know exactly how much I'm willing to lose in a trade. And I think once you come to that mindset, it's game over, right? Yeah, it's, it's about managing risk. And if you really want to do what we do full time, it's about managing risk, consistently making money. It's not about, oh, I made $100,000 here. Or I made $20,000 there. It's about, you know, there's days that I'm just happy to be green. Yeah. You know, I, I made 20 bucks today. Well, I was down before. I was happy to get out green today. Yep. You know, and it really just depends upon the day. It depends upon what's going on. You play the action and we all miss. I mean, you know, there's days uh, yesterday. I made money yesterday, but I was I was wicked tired. I had not slept well the night before, and I got stopped out of every trade I got in quickly instead of making big money because I was so tight. I was just quickly, you know, Walmart. I traded three times with a thousand shares yesterday. First time I got stopped out of break even. Step, you know, next couple of times I made like 15, 20 cents, which puts money in my pocket. They weren't killer trades, and then I caught Abbott, and yeah. Abbott made my day at that point. But it's it's you know about that, and then there's some days you're going to lose. Um, oh, yeah. Two Mondays ago, when Thinkorswim went belly up, yeah. I, I, I had my first losing day in a while because I got stuck in a position. I got uh, it was JD, and I ended up selling it down about a thousand bucks, only to watch it scream into the close. And I would have made money and got, either gotten out even or made money, and then watched another three day ramp where this thing just went through the roof. Um, for but me, you I couldn't got, trust your broker at that point. So it, I get it. It wasn't just that you couldn't trust the broker. The other thing for me was. I know I got to the point where I was only down about 600 on the day. I can make that back tomorrow, which I more than did. And I was like, right. that's why I got to that. And I'm like, you know what? I'm positioned here where I am not down to the point where I can't easily make that back tomorrow, you know, at this point. And so that's what sometimes it's about managing your risk. That doesn't mean just take losses all the time. By the way, if I have like three losing trades in a row. I take a break, put myself in the penalty box, take a step back. Um, if you're not trading well over a whole week, you, you obviously something's not working. You're out of sync with the markets. Stop doing what you're doing. Yeah. Take a step back. Look at, reevaluate what you're doing. Maybe you're doing wrong. Ask somebody. Reach out. My members always reach out to me. Hey, this isn't working. Well, what are you doing? What's going on there? 
we all get into funks. We all, you know, we all get into these position times when we're either so in sync that almost nothing loses money. And there's times when we can, nothing is making money. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, take a step back. And the last thing I think about when I trade is that it's okay not to trade. You don't have to trade every day. Uh, when the market gets choppy and you're not sure, cash is the position. And a lot of people forget that. They think every day I have to be going out there as hard as I can, trading nonstop. You know, I've done most of my trading the last week, to be perfectly honest with you, in the first hour. And then I don't do much after that because that's where the action's been. Yeah. Yep. You know, and, you know, make my money there. And then I get patient and I get picky because if I have money and I've had a nice day and I've made what I need, okay, now I'll wait to see what sets up. Maybe some news comes along, maybe something, something happens. Or maybe the names I still like, they come in a little bit and they give me a better entrance because I don't want to chase them after they're up. Oh, like Netflix, 50 bucks. I've written a short guide on how you can use the triple stock profit system. It's the secret weapon every investor needs right now to change your financial future. And you can get it for free by visiting triplestockprofits.com or in the links below. Also, if you want to join a community of traders just like you, you can get free access to the elite membership that has even more resources to help you trade faster and trade smarter. So, Mike, I really enjoyed this conversation. I know you got to get going. You got a whole trading room that you got to run. So, um, you know, if people want to learn more about you, I would definitely send them to smartoptiontrading.com or your Twitter handle, Options Mike. Yeah. Um, you know, I really, really appreciate your time to come on because I, I know you're a busy guy. I mean, you're taking time out of your trading day to talk to me, and I appreciate that. I'm probably costing you money at this point, so I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's great. I appreciate being on here. It's really enjoyable, and uh, yeah, anytime, I'd love to do it again. Dude, we got to have you back on. I feel like we have at least two or three more hours in this conversation before we shut it down. I feel like I'm cutting it way too short. Thanks, Christopher. appreciate it. Yeah, you got it, Mike. I really appreciate you coming on, and thank you guys for tuning in to today's How to Trade Stocks Options podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, and enable notifications. That way you never miss. We uh, upload more, uh, I'm totally forgetting my script here, tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter. See you next time. 10MinuteStockTrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell, through its content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investors and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not in the business of trading securities trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice tailored to any particular client situation or investment objectives. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Yule are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker-dealers. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and other financial instruments not included here involve risk and are not suitable for all investors. You alone are responsible for making your investment and financial trading decisions and for evaluating the merits and risks associated with the use of any financial security and broker platform. For more information, please visit 10MinuteStockTrader.com legal. And thanks for stopping by.